that's the uh, that's the uh, sound that you get to where you have the opportunity to actually call in a question. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Kevin Pilon. We're coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. And I just want to say, you know, there's something a little uh, something cool about modern technology, Kevin. And I'm going to get to the phone number here in just a second. Is that that we can have people from all over the world listening in right now? And I've got a couple of friends that are driving through Kentucky. Clyde and Sandy Finch that are listening in. They were just listening to the bishop. That's why he made that comment about Kentucky at the end of his little segment. And they're listening. Isn't that great? Isn't that, so they could even call in with a question right now. That's you can fantastic. call all over the place. So Clyde and Sandy are going off to, I don't know, North or South Carolina for the, for the winter months. I wish I could do that. But um, uh, thank you for listening, Clyde and Sandy. And you can call in your questions with 877 877- Seven nine five zero one two two. That's I'll say that slower. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or via our Facebook page. This is the time you have the opportunity to really direct the direction of this conversation. If you uh, want to take something up with the bishop, and you want didn't something like he said, you can actually take it up with me, uh, and I'll protect him and defend him. Or anything, any you can have any question, any question theological. You can, I don't even care. It can even be political. Anything that has anything to do that you've always wanted to ask a priest and never had the chance or the guts to do it. Yeah, or a guy with four kids. Or a guy with four kids, yeah. 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 What was it three boys and one girl now? Two and two. Oh, two and two. We Sorry, evened out our that. teams. Yep. All right. How many are you going to get on the team? Um, I That is up to the Lord and our prudence and right judgment. Okay. <laughs> God willing. Good answer. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. I feel... Uh, uh, for those of you who have four kids or more, you'll understand this. And I, if you have two kids out there, it's from two to three. It didn't feel like much of a change. And when you tell regular old people, non-Catholics, that, hey, we have three kids, nobody really bats an eye. But as soon as we start telling people that we have four kids, yeah, they think everyone reacts. They think, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy cow. And, you know, we brought her home from the hospital. Yeah. And it was nice. The hospital let us go the next day. They're like, ah, veteran parents. Like, Get them home to their other kids. But we got home. We walked in the door and it goes, just instant. We have a big family. Yeah, it yeah. feels full in this house right away, in, in a good way, in a no, beautiful way. Oh, no, that's so. great. That is great. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if you have a question about a, to a, a priest about anything or about a dad of four, that's 877-795-0122. Kevin, as I've, you might remember me saying this, but I have always kind of challenged the listeners. We get these phone calls like at the very end of the segment, and they kind of like come pouring in, and I have to like make stuff up for the first 15 minutes before people start actually getting the guts to make a call or... Put it on the Facebook page. And I got a hunch that we're going to get something earlier than that. I just have a strange hunch. But you could call 877-795-0122. This is your opportunity to ask any type of question you want. I'm not going to say I'm going to answer it if it's a really crazy question, but we'll give it a shot. 877-795-0122. Kevin, what are the names of your four kids? I know Pancras is your oldest. Yeah, Pancras and then Leo, Margo, and Sylvie. So it's, yeah. not, it's not really Pancras, but uh, their first kid was about to be born on the feast day of St. Pancras, and Kevin's last name is Pilon. So I thought, what a great name that would have been, Pancras Pilon. Mm-hmm. It has but a nice... It's, it's Sebastian. Though. Yeah, alliterative ring to it. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian, not, not Pancras. Yeah. We're not that far gone. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> if you named your kid Pancras and his last name is Pilon? But anyhow... And no offense, St. Pancras, pray oh, for us. Yeah, but. exactly. St. Pancras, pray for us, but just not... With, I wonder what his last name was. I don't know. I figured you would know. You have this wealth of trivial saint knowledge that, swirling there, in your head. There is something to that. I do. There's. I always tell people there's a big difference between being smart and knowing a lot. 
I'm on the knowing a lot side because I got a lot of this trivial fact data in my head. That's not the same thing as being smart because you test me on like 95 other subjects and I'm going to like bomb it. But you, you give me you give me some questions about our, like our Catholic religion and, and history. I do pretty darn good with that stuff because I just know a lot of trivia. Not that our Catholic religion is trivial. I'm not saying that at all. But I just have the data. I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have the smarts than yeah. the data. Yeah, your head is filled with things that are unnecessary it, for our salvation. Exactly, but yeah. it, but the things that it helps when I go to the trivia because I'm on a trivia. I'm on a trivia team. Okay. Yeah, and it's like I'm kind of like the. I mean, I'm not the captain, but they always look at me for all the answers. You know, not not the not the. There's a lot of like a modern day pop culture questions. I'm not good at that stuff. But with any type of history or anything else, it's like I'm the guy. It's like whatever I say. It's but I'm, half the time I'm wrong. So even the data in my head might not be accurate. So anyhow, eight seven 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 nine five. 0122, test my trivial knowledge of our Catholic history and the saints, or ask a thought-provoking question, which is probably a better question, or you can do it via Facebook. And so uh, we got um, we got we have a question percolating, but we can't answer until it turns green. What is uh, the Facebook page? Uh, the is Facebook it, is... Is it Real Presence Live? Is that what people are looking for on Facebook? Real, Real Presence, Presence Radio. Radio. The voice in our head said. Okay, we do actually have a question in green, and Bruce is not on the phone. Bruce from Duluth is asking, is the Antichrist a person, or could it be an entity like the Internet or the news media, for example? Ooh, I think this is a great up. question, and, it's, and it's, it's interesting to percolate about and to speculate on. I'll let you go first. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, so, you know, I mean, if you read some of the latter parts of the, like the most, uh, the later writings of the New Testament, they speak of an Antichrist as a person. And uh, we have, you know, I mean, we have some sense that that is going to happen as a possibility that there could be a character, a person that is Antichrist. But then the scriptures goes on to says, uh, actually, there's a whole bunch of Antichrists out there. And so I'd be, I'd be, I'd caution people away from identifying somebody as a Antichrist because there's never a generation that goes by where somebody doesn't point to somebody as being the Antichrist. One example that I remember reading, I, I'm a huge fan of St. Therese, the little flower, and um, there was a lot of speculation in her early childhood about the Antichrist coming out of France, that they were born during that period of time. And so I just remember that as being a, um, a part of my reading of, about her life and, and knowing that in different eras, that's going to always be somebody that can, uh, people are going to speculate. Could it be an entity or, or even a time frame itself? We don't know. The thing, the thing is, is that anything that is not used for the greater glory of Christ and God and that is used against the church in, in a very real way as an antichrist. Allow me to make a little follow-up question uh, for you, uh, for Bruce there. Is, um, we know that there are many antichrists that are, are talked about in Scripture, but it is such that there is going to be uh, capital T, the capital A antichrist. Like there will be, whether it's a person or an entity, there will be uh, a singular you know, final Antichrist before the end is. Do I am I saying that correctly? I don't think that the Church has a formal teaching on that. I think that um, uh, there's been a long tradition, and even if you go back to like a lot of art in the, if you go to Italy, lots of um, uh, there's some fascinating art on church walls that um, uh, draw attention to the notion of an Antichrist, and and so and again the Scriptures kind of point to that in some ways, but then the Scriptures also goes back and says, well, there's plenty of Antichrists. And so I think that there's room uh, on either side to say there will be, and we don't know, because the church has not made a formal proclamation on 
the existence of an, a coming antichrist that would be like, like the the true antithesis of Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's a it's a good question. There's been a lot of books written about it. A lot of those books, of course, are speculative. Um, uh, you know, the internet, like you mentioned, Bruce, in your question, but, and, and the news media, there's certainly a lot of antichrist stuff going on in both of those things, you know. And so, we can use those things like media, news media. We're in it. We're talking it right now, man. And so this is a this is a force for good. This form of media, real presence radio, and the internet can be a great source of good as well. And so, uh, um, uh, nothing is all bad or all evil. All right. So, but a great question, and we're expecting more great questions, and those can come by making a phone call. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We haven't been getting a lot of actual voices. A lot, a lot of people call in, which is perfectly fine, and submit their question. But I would challenge you if you have a um, a question that you want to actually be on the air, that would be great. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or our Facebook page, Rio Presence Radio. Exactly. I just learned right now. And I'm not on Facebook, so it's like I have a reason not to know that. Are you? Are you, are you on Facebook, Kevin? <laughs> Only for the marketplace. Only for the marketplace. Gotcha. All right. You can find some good deals. You could probably find some Pope artifacts on Facebook Marketplace. Could, could you really? I bet you could. I have you never, could. I've, I couldn't. I've never been on Facebook uh, Marketplace. Do you just go on Facebook itself? Yeah. And there's a Marketplace. You click on it. And you can pretty much find anything you want then to buy. Can you search it? Yeah. Oh, you want to buy a house? Really? It's you want to buy a trailer? Really? So Ice houses are popular right now. So do you think you could bear, buy a pair of like Pope socks, for, say Pius IX socks on yeah. Marketplace? I think it's possible. That search engine is pretty powerful. Is it really? Yeah. Huh, I'll have yeah. to check that out. I'm yep. not, can you do it if you're not on Facebook? Because I'm not a Facebook guy. Oh, Facebook will find a way now that they're becoming meta. They're gonna, oh, yeah. They'll they're be everywhere. They're changing their name. And doesn't that name, like in uh, some other language, mean something bad? I don't know. But in the, the electronic and video game world, it's like the the standard or overwhelmingly popular way to do something. Like the meta is the way you do oh, this gotcha, in a gotcha. game. But I thought um, I heard some in some like Oriental or Asian language that it meant like poop or something. I can't I can't remember. But anyhow, I hope so. Yeah, I hope you're be, right. That would be perfect. Anyhow, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You know, I mean, I'm a I'm a big um, a lover of talking about modern uh, day news. What's going on in the news? What's going on in the world? I love that sort of stuff because. It's, Tends to be very controversial, and I love controversy, so I like speaking to that. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can even ask questions like that, like what is going on in this planet Earth right now, because it's crazy. If nobody asks one, I always have questions for you, just like we used right. to do in the past. Yeah, you can do it since we're waiting. But I'll say just one more time this phone number because we want it. We want the call. We want the questions from you, listeners, not from Kevin. So I will take one, Kevin. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So I've had. You know, my head in a hole for the past number of weeks and months. Well, because, yeah, yeah for obvious reasons. living our life. Because but of Sylvie. Because of Sylvie, right. who's awesome. Right. Well, don't use that word. That word is overused. Yes. Sylvie's great. But she has filled me with awe and wonder, so she oh, okay. is awesome. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Now, I do not understand what caused an escalation in things between Russia and Ukraine. I have no idea. I know it had something to do with the Orthodox Church in Ukraine, and that's all I know. Um, if it, if the Orthodox Church had anything to do with it, that's not something that's high on the front okay. pages. So, I mean, you know, the Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union, right? And it was one of the satellite states, if you will. It was actually, technically, I mean, I don't even know if it was a satellite state. It didn't have any form of independence at that time, as far as I remember. And so they broke away. And uh, some of these other Eastern European countries that broke away when the Soviet Union dissolved 
join NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which was established, NATO was established to offset the aggression of the Soviet Union. And so Ukraine was much more um, uh, aligned with Russia, closely to Russia, say, than Poland or East Germany. And so what what, uh, Russia doesn't want, or at least what Putin doesn't want, he doesn't want the Ukraine to join NATO, because NATO still exists. The Soviet version of that was the Warsaw Pact. Well, the Warsaw Pact dissolved, obviously, when the Soviet Union, but NATO still exists. And so NATO is still there, in essence, to stop the aggression of Russia. Still. And still. And so they, and so, I mean, but it's used for other things as well. But so they don't want Ukraine. Putin does not want the Ukraine to join NATO. And there's been some, um, quite a bit of talk about that, you know, about NATO uh, and the Ukraine. And so he wants to exert his political power and his military power to stop that from happening. And at the same time, get concessions from the West so that he won't invade. I don't think he's really going to invade. If he does, I'd be shocked. Uh, but I think this is a, a political ploy of his, and he's very adept at that. He's very good at that sort of thing. So why suddenly and why, why all of a sudden now? Did this because of the weakness of the current administration in the United States of America? I mean, uh, the the Biden administration has showed itself to be very weak on the uh, the military front with what happened in Afghanistan. So we're going to be saying the same thing in China with Taiwan. You do, wait after the Olympics. There's going to be very clear aggressions towards Taiwan, which China believes is actually part of their country. Taiwan says, "No, we're not. We're independent." It's going to get worse before it gets better. Anyhow, mm. eight. That's. See, now we're talking about geopolitical world stuff. 877-795-0122. We have somebody percolating on the phone, but they're not here yet, so I'll just say that number again. 877-795-0122. Or on our Facebook page, which is what, Kevin? Real Presence Radio. Find it on Facebook. From that powerful search engine. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Okay, so we do have Bill from Duluth on the phone. Bill, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. What's Good your morning. question? Good morning. Uh, I have, well, I have a question that has to do with Christmas tide about the presentation of Jesus because St. Luke says that when Joseph and Mary bring Jesus to the temple, uh, Simeon greets him and also Anna does. But it mentions that Anna is the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. And I would have thought that Asher would have been one of the so called lost tribes. What does that implicate about the presence of remnants of the lost tribes, even down to the days of Jesus? That's a that's a good question. And I, Bill, I'm going to give a crack at it, but I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be able to do as far as being giving a really accurate crack on this. And so the you know the lost tribes of Israel. I mean, so there are twelve tribes. There's actually kind of more than that. They're like little half tribes as well. And to my understanding, and I could be wrong on this, is that the the tribes were kind of lost their identity, and I, again, I could be wrong on this, but I think it was during the Babylonian captivity when everybody in Israel was like thrown to the winds and they went all over the place. The identity of tribal um, uh, uh, um, uh, belonging kind of went away because everybody left. Israel wasn't there as a, um, uh, as a nation anymore. They were all, they, were, they, they became part of the, uh, the dispersion, as we say, of the Jews. And so the, they, 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 they lost everything about themselves. And so I think that the lost tribes comes from that period of time, which is around 6th century B.C. But, uh, but still some people would have kept some idea of what they thought they were members of the tribes, like even, you know, um, uh, you know Jesus, you know, the tribe of Judah. 
You know, I mean, the, Nazareth was a tribal village, which means that everybody in Nazareth would have been related to someone to, to one another, and they would have had this identity that they were connected to the tribe of Judah, even though if it went to, they went to had exact records of it, but there was this common consciousness among the Jews as to what tribe they may have belonged to. Some probably were more into it than others, but for the sake of scriptural reasons, you know, and Jesus coming from the tribe of uh, Judah, that became significant. But as far as like, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but Anna from the tribe of Asher, yeah, I mean, they, they would have had some knowledge of it, you know, to some degree, but, uh, but even by then, they were kind of lost. They weren't really talking about their tribes as much in the time of Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea, Bill, how good I did on that one. Probably not very good at all. You can wait well, to it. I'm just kidding. That might be about as good as it gets, but thank you very much. Thank you very much, Bill, for the question. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Bill. You can be courageous like Bill and call 877-795-0122, or you can put it on Facebook. And we do have another question percolating, but we'll wait for that one. And I have one that just came in on my end here for you, Father Rich. Okay. All right. So the question is, what is the appropriate or what are appropriate ways to disagree with the Pope? Ooh. Um, uh, I'm because there are many ways to inappropriately disagree we, we with the Pope. We only have 10 minutes left of the segment. Uh, you know, I mean, the thing is that we have to be careful that when we do have a question percolating, so I'll interrupt this very quickly. When well, this is from a listener. Yeah, I know, but we have to go through this one first. And so, uh, <laughs> so anyhow, um, uh, the the Holy Father, more than any other Pope, at least in living memory, uh, Pope Francis um, does all these uh, um, interviews and press conferences, and he often says things that are like, what the heck did he just say? I don't understand what he's saying. And, and, or how he's saying it and what he's saying is like, causes lots of confusion. We have to be very careful to differentiate the difference between the Pope's opinion and authoritative teach, teaching, right? And a lot of people, especially in the secular world that aren't Catholic, that are just you know listening to these news conferences, saying, oh, the Pope said it. That must be what the church teaches. It's like, no, 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 no. Just because the Pope said it, doesn't mean that's what the church teaches. That's his opinion. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, the, a lot of people will say, oh, look, the Pope said this about, oh, I don't know, say vaccines. And then they want to say, well, well, let's canonize vaccines. But then the Pope will say something about against artificial contraception, but they won't touch that one. You know, so people will take sometimes what the Pope's saying and say, well, I like that, but I don't like that, you know. But where one, like contraception, and the Pope speaking to that, is an authoritative teaching of the church. The Pope saying something about vaccines is not an authoritative teachings of the church. All right, and so I'm just using this as an example. So the Pope says lots of things as opinions out there, and the people that don't know how the church works as far as like its teaching authority get confused by that. And even people in the church that even like Catholics, you know, good intentioned Catholics, well, the Pope said that. Well, it must be the way it is. Then that's not the way it works. And so. Uh, um, the Pope simply saying something, and you can disagree with it. You, you, I mean, uh, the Pope's opinion, as an opinion, is no better than anybody else's opinion, right? Mm-hmm. It's, but when he's speaking in his authority as Holy Father, as a teaching of the Church, then that's a totally different matter. This speaks to the importance of knowing what we believe. Exactly. Knowing what the Church actually teaches, so that you can decipher the difference. Right. And the the thing is that the news media likes to put in their stick and swirl us all up and confuse people, you know. Mm-hmm. So I always as a rule of okay, as a rule Speaking of, thumb, of antichrist. As as yeah, exactly, <laughs> as as a rule of thumb, anytime you hear a story about the pope or the church from the secular media, take it with a major grain of salt, okay? No matter what the story is, 
take it with a major grain of salt because secular media has a vested interest. And so pay, go and do, uh, you always have, when they do anything about the church, you have to do homework on it. Don't ever take it as the truth because the media has something in for the church. And so just be very cautious what the media says about Catholic Church's teaching and the Pope and anything to do with Catholicism. 877-795-0122. That's our number. What are um, reliable uh, sources to get our Catholic news from? To okay, understand what's okay. going on I'm in the church. You, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, the best. The best. The best. Here the we best, go. Listen the best up. is Catholic Vote. That's V-O-T-E. And you sign up for The Loop. It's a daily email. Do you get that, Kevin? I get it. Okay, so that is, it, and now I'm a news junkie. I'm a news junkie through and through. I mean, it's my, my, it's my thing. Uh, it is the single best fo- source of news out there, from my opinion. The, uh, you go up to Catholic Vote, I think it's .org, and then you'll see on their website it says The Loop. You just sign up for it. They don't send you a bunch of junk email or anything like that. They'll just send you every day the news cap of the day from a Catholic perspective. I love it. I and we've even had the president of the loop, Brian Birch, on a, on our show here once. And so wow. and so uh I can't listeners sign up for it. I'm telling you right now, if you're a faithful Catholic and you're listening to this right now, the loop from Catholic Vote V O T E dot org. You cannot come up with a better source of news. It is incredible. And it's they're quick. The the headlines, you know, Very it's quick. all in a single email. Here's yep. the headlines and they're from all over the internet. So yep. if you if you click on a headline, it's not going to take you to Catholic Vote necessarily. Sometimes it'll take it will. you sometimes. But right. it'll take you to all sorts of news yeah. sites. Yeah, it's it's incredible because there's a lot of news out there that's important to us that you don't hear on the news. And that's what Catholic Vote does such a great job on. So anyhow we do have another question in green and they are not on the phone. So this is Gene from Rapid City is asking in a project from NASA, a group of various religious leaders were gathered to study the world's reaction to life beyond Earth. A priest, a rabbi, and an imam were in the group, but not a Protestant. She has wondered why just those three, and if you know anything about it. Um, you know what, Gene? Uh, I can't say I know anything about the thing that you're talking about specifically. Um, and so I can't address why they went asked a, a Protestant, but I would suspect if I were to throw out an idea... Is that um, uh, you know? I mean, a Protestant and Catholic would both come from the same angle of Jesus, so we'd probably come up with kind of very similar questions, and by the sound or the similar you know things to ask about this subject. And so, what, the way you're asking the question sounds like there was a, a rabbi, an imam, basically the, the three great monotheistic faiths are represented. So there might not be a lot of um, uh, um, uh, light between a Protestant and a Catholic in regards to this issue. That'd be my guess. And you know, and the fact is that Catholic priests, the Catholic Church has a long history of this, um, working in the sciences, including astronomy. So uh, um, we're probably quite a far ahead as as the Catholic Church from Protestants on a formal level in regards to the issue of astronomy. And so that'd probably be my uh, add to my guess as well. But thank you very much, Gene, for that question. You have uh, we have about I don't know about four minutes left, and you can still pay, make a quick call I think or a quick number uh, 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 submittal on Facebook eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Kevin, I was just thinking about uh, uh, astronomy in the Catholic Church because I remember um, learning a number of years ago that there are two main types of telescopes on Earth. There are you know just two kinds, mm-hmm. and for uh, one of the types of telescopes. The Vatican had the largest one in the That's world. That's right. It was in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that still it's in still operation? There. Yeah, and it's 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 literally Vatican territory. It's not. It doesn't belong to the United States. It's, really? Yeah. The observatory. I'm almost certain it's in Arizona. Is actually what would um, uh, exterior territory of the of the Vatican City State. So part of the Vatican. It's it's kind of like what um, uh, an embassy would be. So if you have an embassy in a country, that embassy is actually, literally on that country's property. And so the observatory in Arizona is literally Vatican City State property wow it's called the vatican advanced technology telescope yeah and it's and it's and they're no slouches this is this is like this is kind of big deal stuff in fact the astronomer the lead astronomer is a catholic priest a brilliant man um, in regards to uh, science and astronomy incredible just the things you learn yeah isn't that great every day something about our faith yeah so it it does kind of make sense that uh, a priest would have been picked for something like he was probably the priest you know the guy that was in charge of that uh, that um, uh, observatory Mm mm-hmm uh, you just have a. We have a very short time, but I'm, I'm. Do you have another question, Kevin? Since we're, I don't see any. Oh, I see something coming on. But anyhow, do you have a question? Well, I'm. F- I'm filled with questions. My questions um, all involve how to uh, be a better father to my children. So, oh. I mean, we could get into it for an hour after this. We we could. <laughs> I'm, uh, you could ask me questions. Doesn't mean I'm going to give you the best answers. But yep. I'm, I'm busy after. <laughs> yeah, don't you have like a bishop coming yeah, today yeah, or something like that? For, I gotta get ready. Yeah, he's coming for mass. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure I can say Merry Christmas to him too when he gets here. Yeah. So is tomorrow a solemnity? Is presentation raised up to I a believe, solemnity? I believe it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'd have to double check the ordo, but I think okay. so. You know, I've been doing this priest thing for a long time. You think I'd have that off the top of my head? But I think it is a solemnity. Office. Yeah, in fact, I know it is. I know it's a solemnity. That means that it's I get to celebrate level. it as such with my family, make a dessert or something tomorrow don't night. You, don't you do desserts anyhow for the kids? Well, not every day. Oh, you know, well, We're trying okay. to follow in your footsteps. Get them in hockey really oh, young. Right, right, right. Yeah. Don't like desserts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I think we're done with like the phone calls, but we do have we do have uh, somebody coming in. It better turn green quick because we got like one minute of before our hard break. And so it's been a, uh, um, a very good uh, call-in segment. I've gotten a lot of calls from my co-host, uh, Kevin, with the questions. And um, uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer this question. The, who's ever behind the screen in the background is really slow at typing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. maybe they didn't have typing class like you did. Oh, well, I did have typing class back 47 years ago, it seems like. But anyhow, <laughs> um, uh, so Kevin, thanks for the questions and thanks to all the callers that had all these questions and maybe on the other side of this break I'll be able to answer this question really quick before we go to our next break and so here comes the break in five four three two one see you after the break everybody everybody